Aziz, <laughs> you want to say the first line? I don't want to butcher it. Okay. Hola. Y bienvenidos todos. Which you wrote wrong, by the way. Shut up. Hoy nos acompaña Jeff Feng, el alumno financiero. All right, go ahead, King. <laughs> we are sitting here today in the digital presence of the finance connoisseur, the market maestro, the stock savant, the gains guru, and the savings specialist. <laughs> a man <laughs> a man going to a, a little university that some of you may know, a Harvard University next year. And until then, working in private equity and on the side, runs a successful blog and social media accounts with over 300,000 likes on TikTok, which will probably be higher by the time this is out. 49 articles published and 1.9 million views on TikTok. So by the time this is out, I'm assuming it's going to be 50. Should be. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Should be. But before we get into this and talk to this wonderful man, everyone listening right now, get get the f*** on TikTok right now and follow <laughs> the financial pupil. We're going to be waiting right here. So get on there. Follow him, like his videos, look at all his stuff, binge it. And while you're at it, look at his IG, check out his website, everything, bro. Go look at it. And hey. if all these people were, were still waiting, so you guys listening, <laughs> get out your phones. If you don't have TikTok, download it. Yeah, I'm checking yeah. My, my phone right now. Right? Exactly. Jeff's going fight. to follow the financial pupil too. But Jeff, for all these people getting on, because as they are right now, they're getting on TikTok. They're getting on your website, everything. Yep. If they're stepping on your blog right now, first time, what do you think are like, what's the few articles you're like, these guys got to check this out. This is, this is the shit I know. Like, this is what you really <laughs> got to sink your teeth into. What are the few articles like that? Well, first of all, I feel like I should start speaking in alliterations <laughs> due to that intro. <laughs> Saving Savant. Yeah. Put that on Sebastian. your uh, banner. Summertime special, uh, sloppy summertime, but anyways, <laughs> um, <laughs> no, um, yeah, thanks for that intro. I would say on my blog, one that I put a lot of time and energy into would be, uh, it's literally called the ultimate Canadian student's guide to personal finance. And I cover a whole bunch of like personal finance topics in there, like saving, investing, um, like automating your savings and budgeting mm -hmm. and just growing your wealth for the long term that I feel like, you know, every Canadian student could benefit from. So that one's a good one to check out. Another one is uh, financial freedom misconceptions, Ooh. which it's because it's partly because of like my girlfriend where I'll tell her like, Hey, I want to, you know, be financially free early or whatever. I want to have passive income that'll be able to pay for my expenses. And she'll be like, but why? Like, why do you want to stop working? What are you going to do all day? Are you just going to like sit on your ass and just like, do nothing, you know, like play golf for the rest of your life. Um, but yeah, so I wrote that one to kind of address those misconceptions that people might have about financial freedom and how it's not about it's not really about like doing nothing for the rest of your life, but having the freedom to sort of do what you want on your own time. So that one's a great one to check out. Those two, I'd say, are definitely pretty solid ones. All right. So for everyone listening, Jeff is cuffed up. So yeah, I was no going to one... say good, good introduction. So my yeah. girlfriend, actually, the woman my... who <laughs> I date, um, did you know I do that? <laughs> yes. And right. this episode's over. You can flex <laughs> on us like this. <laughs> Two happens in this episode stays in this episode. <laughs> Two singles talk to uh, financial advice and how to get a girlfriend. Let's go. Yeah. The <laughs> <laughs> um, two for one special. <laughs> so, as we talked, like you just talked about the some of the articles that we must check out, but you've published like all together as of now you've published forty nine blog post in your first months of having the financial people up and running which is like i don't know about seba but for us like having a set schedule that we can work and you know push out content continuously like it it's pretty tough sometimes to have like 10 articles per month like 
what's like how do you manage your time in terms of like your posting schedule and things like that to make sure that the content is out continuously you know yeah that's a great question and um i honestly think that like the quick and easy answer is just like have set dates that you need to get stuff out by and that's helped me a lot because i had i actually had like this website set up financial people set up for a while like longer than five months Mm -hmm. but there was no content on it for the sole reason that i was like i'll just write when i feel like it right like it'll it'll come around my creative genius will come and i will bless the world with my like amazing words but um that never happened so (laughs) one day i was just like you know i just gotta like pick some days to publish and just stick to it so i picked uh monday and thursday Mm. monday i figured because like i had the weekend to write uh so i can like you know push out content and then thursday i don't know just middle of the week you know yeah, cut the week it's a nice day or whatever so two times a week so i picked monday and thursday and i've just been like trying to hold myself accountable to that so and and i feel like it's almost like a snowball like the longer you do it for the more you're like oh crap like if i miss a day i'm like breaking this streak almost yeah. right so now that i've done it consecutively for however long like three four months five months um it's almost like hard to not push out content on Monday and Thursday. Mm-hmm. So I would say definitely having like a set schedule and deadlines helps a lot with um, pushing out content. Yeah. I don't know if you guys do the same thing, but that's uh, my own approach towards it. I mean, I think we got into like, like what you're talking about with the rhythm. I think we fully got into that too. Like now, actually I won't spoil it, but um, <laughs> yeah, so far it's just been very like, okay, we have to get this out go, 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 what needs to be done, whatever. So you get in the cycle, but like averaging 10 articles a month or so, that's pretty insane. Like good on you with that. But also while we're talking about this, yeah. like we keep bringing up 49 blog posts, 49 blog posts. You have three days until this episode's going out. Can you get it to 50? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you can if it's Monday. It's Yeah, it's a yeah, Monday. Yeah, so, so okay, let's stop using 49. By the time this episode is out, Jeff will have 50 <laughs> articles up and that 15 will, will be popping because everyone's followed the financial people by this point everyone's exactly. followed the financial people and this one's he's gonna get a brand deal he's gonna get a tv commercial he's gonna be uh with what's it called Mr. branded Austin. water bottles that's the next move <laughs> tesla exactly. but <laughs> gamestop yes uh, did you invest in gamestop um shamefully <laughs> yes at 400 but... This is probably not going to help my brain, but <laughs> no. Okay. So my mom, she gave me like access to sort of run a little bit of her like RSP, right? Okay. <laughs> so like, Put man. it all in GameStop. <laughs> like, mom, about to double this. Watch. Mom, this shit's going to the fucking moon. <laughs> uh, and I was like, no, but like she told me explicitly. She was like, you can, this is like play money. You can do whatever you want with it, right? And um, like 90% of it, I just tossed it into index funds because I like my own philosophy, and I think we'll probably talk about this later as well, yeah. but it's that you can't, or it's really hard for you to beat the market and that the effort it takes for you to beat the market isn't like worth it, right? Investing is all about growing like your wealth over the long t- term without having to like, you know, waste your life you don't it's not about like trading your time for money right um so i think that the technical analysis that it requires for you to like make good picks isn't worth it right mm-hmm. like the time that it takes so i just usually toss all of my money well like my portfolio right now it's all just in like index funds and i did the same thing with my mom's rrsp but i had like a little bit of money left and you know um i just bought like a couple of shares of gamestop and I think I bought it at like 360 or something. Oh. You won't even be able to see it. Pain. <laughs> Damn. On the, uh, yeah, you won't even see it on the uh, stock chart if you look now because it was so high. But bought it at like 360 and it just started going down. I think I sold it at like 200 or something. Yeah, like learned my lesson and then just took that money, 
put it into index funds. So. All right, everybody. Jeff's a fraud. Wrap the episode up. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> the episode's over. That's it's it. It's over. That's it. Um, on that, like you're talking about, and I agree, like investing should be for the long run and you're not trying to micromanage everything, even though I'm going to check my wealth simple account multiple times a day, just for, just for fun. But with that whole philosophy, which, like I said, I, I agree with, what do you think about like day trading and swing trading? Like people who do this as a living, cause you're talking about, it should be like a background process and it's not supposed to trade your time for money, which yeah, is generally the point. But what about people who like just enjoy it? Like I enjoy having four monitors with all the candle <laughs> charts going up and down. And like, that's just what I do for fun. Yeah. What yeah, do you think I mean about day trading? Yeah, I think it's just like personal preferences. So me personally, I kind of view, uh, you know, the stock market as this long term investment vehicle where I want to just passively toss my money and not have to worry about it. And to wake up like 20 years later or whatever, and be able to retire with the money. Mm -hmm. um, but some people, like maybe Seba, you're <laughs> in love with staring at candle charts. I love it. And that's okay. That's okay. Type of guy. Um, like all the power to you. But I think there's, and don't quote me on this, but I think there's some study which says like 2% of day traders actually beat the S&P 500 really? or something. Like over the long run. Um, or, or some like crazy small percentage like that. that that's you? Yeah. Sure. You're, you're part of that 2%? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think like, yeah, if you just love like, I don't know, the adrenaline and you love analyzing stock charts, whatever, go for it, right? Like it, I think that it's possible to make money off day trading, but I think that it's really difficult to beat the market sustainably yeah. in the long run day trading like just on a statistical if you are a genius and you're part of that two percent then yeah like do it yeah but yeah, um, that's just my own thoughts on it that's true that i mean sense. yeah and then there's like there's like people on you i mean on youtube i don't know every time i look at all these financial like videos on youtube i get like the guy that pulls up in a lamborghini or something he's like i'm gonna teach you how to day trade you know you see my my five bucks over here i made them into two million dollars overnight and i'm like bro that's not how it works bro like, those <laughs> things are getting so metal lately like, I know. I don't know if you get those ads. You should, right? Because Google knows everything about you. But like <laughs> all these ads that come up about like financial gurus and self-help YouTubers and whatever, they're just getting more and more meta. Before it was like what you're saying, like here in the fucking Hollywood Hills with my three Lamborghinis and shit, I'm going to show you how to Forex trade or whatever, right? But it's they're getting so meta to the point where some of these gurus are talking about I'm not going to stand here in front of three Lamborghinis and tell you what, like they're becoming self-aware. <laughs> <laughs> like They know. Finance YouTube knows. is becoming self-aware. This is like, we're living out our AI nightmares right now. <laughs> <laughs> the future is now. Yeah. Uh, you uh, love day trading, go for it. But yeah, I personally fair. don't think it's yeah. sustainable. I, um, forgive me if I'm not doing the article justice, right? But I remember I read something that you posted a while back um and you were talking about your investment portfolio and like what you personally invest in and from what i've seen a lot of it is in etfs and things like that just to track the markets but you you said you know i'm gonna i'm gonna put a little bit in ego picks i'm gonna pick a few stocks that are like i think i can beat the market on this right which reasonable <laughs> what are your ego picks now or like you picked those a while back. So going forward, if you had to start right now with a thousand bucks, right? And let's say you've already put all your other money in ETFs and everything like a sensible human being, but you have a thousand bucks to make ego picks. What are you putting in? Oh man, that's a tough question. But this is assuming that like, if there's a thousand bucks in ego picks, then I would expect that, you know, there's 9,000 yeah. in ETFs. You, you have all like your money out. gone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um i don't know like to be honest a whole bunch of my ego picks were i, I don't want to say at like the bottom you know when the stock market bottomed out but it was still in the process of like recovering hadn't really reached um previous highs pre-covid so i was like looking around and i was like you know what i think that stuff is gonna get better you know I, like i don't think that the pandemic is gonna last forever yeah and so i'm just i'm gonna like 
by these stocks, which I think will just at least return to pre-pandemic levels. And uh, like some of them were like TD, which is a bank that I use uh, to do regular banking and not stock trading. Mm. And uh, one of them is is called Baby. And it's like this vegan baby food company. What the and fuck? It's, <laughs> yeah, no, you have to search this up now. It's like baby.v. That's the stock ticker. <laughs> and it's done like pretty well. Uh, but aside from that, I... I do listen to a whole bunch of podcasts obviously you know this one included but i also <laughs> listen oh to Eagle Boost there. Okay. he's making of... up for the GameStop. he's trying to get back in our <laughs> <Exactly>. good side <laughs> but you know i uh listen to this one it's called the investors podcast and sometimes they uh like make some stock predictions which i think are reasonable like hey this is a company and it's priced like it's undervalued like compared to its uh, competitors or you know comps yeah. whatever and it has opportunity and i'll be like oh that seems reasonable so i'll buy it yeah hmm. i yeah, just but i don't know if that really answered your question because i don't want to like yeah this is not yeah, yeah, like yeah. a financial <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. just a little disclaimer like this is not financial advice kind of like, this is not financial advice for anyone listening <laughs> yeah, i'm trying to look at what do i have like i have baby which is a vegan healthier i have cineplex which i bought let's go baby really <laughs> yeah i bought that at like really cheap um enbridge that is kind of like dividend stock um yeah that's that's basically those are my picks and td hey so. just to i guess just to follow up now that we we're just joking around the whole like disclaimer uh you know no financial advice you know i don't want to get sued type of thing unless it comes from me Exactly, exactly. But like Seba, you know, an authority figure. Yeah, yeah. Authority <laughs> figure on the markets. <laughs> he is the markets. Um, so, like these podcasts, like the the invest investors podcast, is that what you called it? Um, yeah. Like, how do they get around that? Do they start like the disclaimer with the, like with the disclaimer, or do they just go for it and then you know hope that no one sues them? Like, how do they work it out? I don't know. <laughs> I, like for example the investors podcast it ends every single episode with like their ending theme or whatever yeah. um and then it'll be like this is by no means financial or whatever <laughs> it's like the person speaking in a deep voice it's really quickly yeah. that there yeah. yeah it's like a drug uh, commercial like the alcohol exactly like oh yeah if you die you can Bro, use pill like sorry that kind of seems a little bit like, I, I completely understand it, right? Like, you have to add that. And I know you even have that on your own website. But Yeah, I have it right at the bottom. Yeah, right across the bottom. So, for all of you guys who are currently listening to this and on Jeff's website, if you're not already, you're on it right now. But it feels like, like it does feel like drug commercials. It's like, I, I haven't listened to the podcast, right? But I assume it's very much like, oh, this company? Yeah, they're, they're pretty undervalued. They, um... They're actually going to do a lot better. I think their price would go up. So I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it. But if I had $614.15, I know where I'd put it. I'm not saying this is financial advice. Like, it cut. What I say, dude. What I say? What I say? <laughs> like, it's, it's kind of cheesy because I think the disclaimer makes sense. But at the same time, mm-hmm. you should be able to. Inter- it's like a caution hot on tim horton's coffees like yeah yes <laughs> someone did get sued for it but at the yeah. same time like come on now you're you're looking at some guy analyzing stocks and being like this one is good this one's bad what do you th- what do you think he's saying like if not financial advice then what yeah 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 honestly it's but um i yeah i think they just need to include that yeah. because they, like people have been sued yeah, before, right? Just to be just safe. Yeah, just to be safe. Yeah. Like even even when we actually we released one of our episodes that we talked about like happiness or success, and like we just gave our opinions. But while we were uploading it, we were like, maybe we should put a little disclaimer just in case. You know, like yeah. these are our opinions. We don't want to get sued or like you know cancel. Happiness not guaranteed. It's literally, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So as Jesus is, I get it. Like it's it. Yeah, it's part of the job, I guess. Um, now that we talked about like blog posting and stuff, 
I want to transition into the other thing that people are looking at right now, which is your TikTok, which has a pretty fucking fat amount of uh, views and likes and following. And um, I was I was talking to Zeus like I have no concept of time anymore, but um, a few months back, probably I was like, yo, look at my friend's page. Right. Like, look at this. It's actually cool and whatever. And um, we followed it up and whatever. And I would just start getting your TikToks, even yeah, though yeah. I'm following you. I, I'd get them in my explore page. <laughs> oh my goodness. Like they were showing up there and it's sick. That's you know, that's, you, know you made it, bro. The man made it. He's Next in step, an audible. My feed. How do you <laughs> do step, it? <laughs> Next step is an audible sponsorship. You know, that's a progression. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like, how do you, okay, well, first off, how has the growth been? Like when did you start it? And like, was it basically pretty consistent or did you get like a few big viral ones that just really hit it off and like you start exponentially growing yeah that's a good question i would say uh i started it probably a month or two into my blog so around three four months ago that's when i started my tiktok account and i just started it as a, like a complimentary thing mm. to my blog like hey i'm trying to provide good financial advice and education and this will help with that, you know, spread financial awareness, whatever. And I think it's a bit of both. I think the key to growing on like any platform, but TikTok especially, is just being super consistent with it, like posting every single day, which to some people is not sustainable. Like even to me now, it's like tough. I, I don't know if I've posted in the last week, but like the most growth that I've had. <laughs> yeah i know take me off the app right now god don't i take back what i said don't go check out his tiktok this is embarrassing (laughs) (laughs) no new content on it it's all recycled (laughs) yeah i know um but it's just being consistent with it and i think it's like the same thing with everything but like for example tiktok you post every single day and then you like find out what does poorly right you're like you post something gets like 100 views you're like nope that wasn't it right (laughs) and then you like you're not going to do the same thing the next day nobody no sane person like posts something has it done like do poorly and they continue and then does the exact same thing the next day right like so the pro yeah exactly like the process of just posting every day just like helps you learn what um does good and what does bad and so for me you know i i kind of figured out what people respond to and what uh people like and that's why if you look at the first few of my videos they're all like different formats whatever but then i sort of settled down into a consistent format mm-hmm. and then i just stuck with it and over time you know uh views started growing and yeah i have like two videos that went i guess like quote unquote viral I think one has like 500k views or something and another has like 700k views but yeah just like st- like sticking with it yeah, right yeah. that's the that's the key what's the filming process like like do you just kind of like wake up one day i'm like i'm gonna spit some finance knowledge right here so I just turn on the camera or like do you plan these out like kind of like the the content itself yeah like is it scripted uh-huh. and everything yeah yeah I don't know. Like, okay, so this is going to sound less structured than is probably, um, like, good to be recommended. But I literally, like, I sit down and I'm like, all right, what's the finance content that's, like, sorry, finance concept that's important that I feel like people should know about? So it'll be, like, budgeting or insurance or something. And then I'll be like, okay, now what's, like, a trend or something that's going on right now that I can sort of incorporate the two? Mm-hmm. And then I'll have like this pretend conversation with myself where I'll just film myself talking and then I'll film the other side talking. And then that will be the TikTok. That's the yeah. entire filming process. That's the this man's just going crazy. He's using <laughs> yeah. TikTok. And he doesn't actually have a TikTok account. You got to let it go, Jeff. It's just <laughs> Jeff sitting at home talking it's to himself for the last three months. <laughs> yeah, it's just a coping mechanism. <laughs> <laughs> forgot to take my pills (laughs) oh this is a big change of topic but something that you uh we were talking about earlier today is you 
self-described yourself as an avid reader and uh, you actually try and read a book a week, which I think right now in the age of goldfish attention spans is very difficult, um, myself included. Like I, I'm, I'm trying to get back into reading right now and slowly building the habit and whatever. And I, I feel like over the last year, I've started books, got about 30, 40 pages in. I'm like, okay, let, <laughs> let me just not pick this up again for four months. And, and when you pick it up, you forget everything. So you got to start from scratch. Yeah, and then I have to restart. So yeah, it's literally. Like, like, what's the point? So now I'm trying to, like, what? I, I'm trying to sit down every day, read at least a little bit, get going. But I'm only, I think I'm 70 pages into a book right now that I started this week. Yeah, it is this week. How do you read a book a week, bro? Like, what? what's your habit? When do you read? I usually read at around like 9.50. So I think, you know, I mentioned this to you when you asked, uh, you know, prior. But I, I start at 9.50 and I literally set like a timer on my phone for 10 minutes mm -hmm. so that it goes off right at 10 p.m. And I start reading and I just tell myself, I'm like, once I hit 10 minutes, I'm just going to, I'm going to like stop, right? I'm going to like stop reading after 10 minutes. But then what happens is I get reading and then I get like into the book and start enjoying like reading. And then I just turn off my timer and I'll just like read from, you know, 9.50 to like 10.50 or 11, whatever. Hmm. And I think that there's like a few things that I do that help with like reading a lot. And one of them is just like picking books that you're really engaged with and that you're actually interested in. Like, don't pick books because someone said to you, you should read this, right? That's like, not like you're not going to read the thing, right? Yeah. Um, and something else I do, which I don't know if this is because I'm like just a huge nerd. Um, Loser. Is, <laughs> <laughs> if I have like, if I have two books, right? Or, or well, when I read, <laughs> yeah, I'll, um, when I read, when I'm reading a book, I'll always have another one lined up like after uh, the book and the second one, the one that I'm not reading right now will always be like the one I'm, I'm looking more forward to. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I tell myself, so you encourage yeah. yourself to finish this one so you can get to the next one. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, okay, I like, I, not that I don't care about this, book, <laughs> but like objectively, like I care more about the other book yeah. and I just got to, like, I want to get through this one. Yeah. Right. And then, so that kind of like motivates me to go on, finish the book and then like go to the next book. So like, for example, right now, uh, just like last week, I ordered two books. One of them is called uh, So Good They Can't Ignore You by Cal Newport, yeah. which is like a thin 200 page book, I think around 200 pages. And I'm super excited to read the book because that's like a concept that I really love, which is like, be so good that people literally can't ignore you, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, and then the second book is called Capital in the 21st Century by Thomas Piketty. And it's this like 800 page Bible. Like, <laughs> yeah, literally. It's like this. I don't know if you can. This is a podcast, right? But uh, we do have an Instagram like post so we can. Just, we got video. Yeah, we got video. Oh, OK. Yeah, this is the book. And it's like. Holy crap. So big. Yeah. And it's just talking about like wealth inequality and all and like I am objectively more interested in the book by Cal Newport. Yeah. So good. They can't ignore you, but I chose to like read this one first. So it'll like force me to yeah. get through it so I can move on to uh, so good. They can't ignore you. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I feel like um, it's a good way to look at it. Like um, kind of motivate yourself with it. Do you ever, um, like that's one of the tips I saw by, oh my god, I forgot his name, uh, Mark Manson, the guy who wrote like The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. He, yeah. he has a YouTube channel I found like two weeks ago. I'm like, this guy's awesome. Really? And um, he was talking about reading more and his tips. And he was talking about like you should start two or more books if you're getting into it. Like maybe not you if, you if you've already built this habit, right? But for people looking to build it, you should have like two or more books going at the same time because inevitably no books like a edge of your seat nail biting thriller, right? Yeah. Like there's always going to be some parts that drag on. So if it gets to that part, you just 
read the other book and you get to the point where that's boring and and then you switch back like do you ever do that or you just you're sticking fully with this system of like i'm gonna read this and then i'm gonna get to treat myself with that book i think first like that sounds like a really good system um personally i've just like developed this thing where like, I don't think my focus is strong enough to, like, juggle between. I'll start mixing the concepts yeah. together, you know? Um, so, yeah, I, I like to finish a book and kind of, like, fully digest it, understand it uh, before moving on to mm-hmm. the next one. But two books at once. I mean, usually I keep this stand for one separately and I keep two other ones in my hand. So when I sit down and read, I'm doing all three books at once. <laughs> <laughs> that's just how i work though so like i at I, the same time yeah other than finance books and i guess be so good that they can't ignore you is kind of like a, a self-help book kind of stuff as i hate that term like self-help but yeah whatever yeah. we'll categorize it as that do you like what other categories do you read genres god <laughs> oh man that's honestly something that i've been meaning to like work on or it's just like start reading stuff other than just finance and like i guess personal development books um i guess is i've been i read like black edge by uh sheila call hot car which i think you recommended and that's more of like it's it's non-fiction but it's almost written in like a fiction way and i really enjoyed that one so i don't know what kind of genre that is but if I can find more of those kinds of books where it's yeah. like in a topic that I'm interested in and it's like a true story, but written in like a fictional way. That would be great. Oh, or Educated by uh, Tara Westover. Amazing book. What's that Written on? in a similar way as well. Pardon? What's, What's that on? on? Yeah. Uh, it's like, it's written so much like a novel, like Percy Jackson or whatever, yeah. but it's like this memoir of like Tara Westover herself. And basically she grew up in like Idaho or I don't know, Utah, some no somewhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. And her dad is like this kind of crazy, like conspiracy theorist who like Mormon kind of guy yeah. who, you know, like doesn't send his kids to school and doesn't believe in like the government thinks that. The world is going to end soon. Fine. You know, all the, uh, the normal stuff. The normal stuff, of course. Yeah, exactly. The normal stuff. Well, what's the crazy and... stuff that he believes? <laughs> I thought, you're kind of describing me, buddy. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> My bad. Um, but anyways, she gets like no formal education really, but manages to somehow like learn on her own and put herself through to like Oxford and Harvard and oh, wow. now is – like a successful author or something, but it's yeah. a, it's a great book. That one is, hmm. I don't know what genre that is. Just like nonfiction written as fiction. Yeah. Have you ever considered, um, I'm sorry, I'm doubling down on the reading questions and stuff, but <laughs> for Go your for blog, I, I feel like a lot of it is to share with students and like, you know, people starting out, like how to get into this, how to do that. And, you know, you seem very interested in all these finance books and stuff. I think a lot of people are probably interested in finance and I guess lately, like even me and Jesus were talking about that, the rise of like retail investing and mm-hmm. is, yeah, I think that's the term. I hope I'm not stupid, yep. Yep. but um, <laughs> like all these random young people are like, oh, well, simple. That looks cool. So people are getting into it. People want to learn more. But at the same time, I personally am probably not going to sit through that 800 page Goliath of a book, right? <laughs> But there's still things in there that could probably help me a lot, right? Have you ever considered doing like, um, God, this is going to be so embarrassing if you actually already do it, but like big book summaries from these type of things and like summarize it in little like, uh, you know, 500 words or so on your blog? Yeah, actually, um, the last five of my posts have been (laughs) big book summaries and you've just, you know, down bad. No, this is so humiliating. Okay, bye, Jeff. <laughs> no, no, I'm. Uh, I haven't done like a big book summary yet, and that's definitely something that I was thinking about. But I have done stuff where it's like three books that I recommend, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, 
but yeah, that's that's definitely something which I should and will probably start doing. Who knows? That might be my next blog post. Ooh, the 50th blog well, post. Oh. There. Be a book review. Now I'm we know charging that. a percentage. Now we know that Seb is a fake fan. Man doesn't read the last five posts. Exactly. Disappointing. Don't do me like that. Anyways, Jeff, since it's just you and me now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> since a fake fan has left the room. Um, we know that besides TikTok and this blog uh, that you've uh, put out, you also work at in a private equity firm. So I guess just like the first question that I want to start with is like, What's your day to day like in this uh, job that you have? He does have a post about this. I'm not a fake fan. I saw it. It's <laughs> up. It's the last post. Nice. Very Damn. The 49th post. Yeah, I, I actually did write a post about it, but um, yeah, I don't know how like familiar your viewers will be with private equity. I'm sure that you know it's a business program, but just like super quickly, private equity is basically. Like, imagine that me, Saba, and Jesus just, like, band together. And I don't want to work go... with Jesus. Okay, just me and Saba. Okay. <laughs> uh, we raise some money, and we go buy a house, and then we, like, fix it up. Over the next five years, we rent it out. It has good cash flow, and then we sell it for profit, and then we each, like, split up the profits. That's basically what private equity is, except you're doing that on a larger scale with businesses. So you're like, you know, researching good businesses in good markets, and then you're trying to like compare them, see which ones are high quality businesses and which ones have growth potential. And then you're buying it, like all of it, not like a hedge fund where you're only buying like a small chunk or whatever. You're buying the entire business and then controlling it and restructuring it and improving the sales, doing a whole bunch of good stuff with it for the next five to seven years and then selling it for like much more money. Right. That's how private equity works. So flipping businesses basically. Yeah. Well, yeah, kind of like flipping businesses, except it's like a longer time horizon, yeah. you know, and you're generally trying to make it like much better, you mm -hmm. know? Um, I would say the profit margins are probably like way higher yeah. uh, in private equity than uh, with like flipping houses, but yeah, kind of like yeah. flipping businesses. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's that's what private equity is, and it's it's really fun actually. I've learned like a whole lot um, during my job, and so you kind of have like the partners up at the top who make the final decision. They're like, yeah. should we buy this business? Like yes or no right mm -hmm. given all of the research that's been done and then it kind of like filters down and then i'm the research analyst and what i do is my day-to-day -day would be like researching the market size for some obscure industry because we're always looking at like obscure industries you know yeah. everything that's like i guess non-obscure or popular is already super uh, saturated yeah Right? Like we're not going to try and buy a search engine because Google yeah. is okay. so dominant, yeah. right? But if there are like feet clinics or something in Minnesota, like, I don't know, oh, there might be an opportunity there. So a whole bunch of my time is spent researching these industries, which like some of them are obscure, uh, some of them are not. And then also building like expert lists. So who can we call that knows about these industries, that knows about the opportunities um, and some time is spent building models, which I thoroughly enjoy. And then I also do a little bit of work with like programming, hmm. like building some code that will help me do my job better. Damn. Mm -hmm. So like, it's going to sound like a nerd uh, question, but like what programming language do you use? <laughs> oh, I use, um, I use Python yeah. to... Yeah, do my code. Do you do you coding? Uh, JavaScript and like I did HTML and CSS in high school, and I had like a website, but you know, Ooh. it uh it um kind of faded out, you know. Ooh, that's <laughs> solid. Yeah, no, Python is great. It it like you don't need to have too much of an understanding of um like programming to know how to work with Python. So that's what I use for 
and you can build some like pretty robust programs. Like I built this web scraper that like you set like a location and it'll, you, you set like a business type. So let's say cafes or whatever. Okay. And within that location box, it'll pull all of the cafes, which is super useful for yeah. us as private equity, you know, yeah. because we can just be like, all right, where do we want to buy a business? I don't know, Minnesota feet clinics and <laughs> exactly feet clinics, boom, 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 boom. It'll pull all of them. Right. So, wow. so it's like, what, what kind of, what kind of fee are we talking about here? Sure. <laughs> uh, that's not i don't think this is the right kind of podcast for that. i think now that we talked about like what you do and what's going on with uh your life there i think what a lot of people might want to know who are interested in private equity how'd you get the job like how can they get their foot in the door yeah i'd say it's like the associate and the VP, they're always like hiring. They're always in like the hiring process. At least they're not always hiring. Um, so they're always doing interviews and stuff. And I kind of get to see what they value and the questions that they ask and what their decision metrics are. So I'm not like totally qualified to answer this question, but mm -hmm. I'll give it my best shot. Personally, how I got the job was I was like golfing with my step bro on a golf course, duh. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, I was playing around of golf with him and one of his buddies. And honestly, I just started like talking to this guy, um, Jeff Tung. Maybe he's listening, maybe he's not, but I just started talking to him. And, you know, he mentioned where he worked. He was like, oh, yeah, I work in a private equity fund. And I had no idea what that was. So I was probably sounding like an idiot asking all of these questions, like, oh, what do you do? Whatever. But like us right now. It's just like, <laughs> literally. <laughs> <laughs> honestly like but i was just being super curious and stuff and later on when i actually was looking for like an internship for my gap year i just reached out to him and i was like hey do you have a position available that i could fill or anything he's like yeah you can come intern for us for a year or whatever but i think that for people just wanting to like reach out to strangers like cold emailing or cold calling um try and try and kind of like put yourself into their shoes like the people who are hiring you right try and think about like what are they looking for and also try and think about what are my tasks going to be when i work like in a private equity firm or in an investment bank mm -hmm. or at like whatever corporation like what are my day-to-day -day tasks going to be right because so many people blast out like generic emails to 500 companies and hope that one of them gets back. Right. It's like, I'm a good communicator and I'm a good, like, that's, you know, like that's great. But like when exactly when associates and VPs see that they just like immediately throw that out. Right. Yeah. But if they see something where it's like, Hey, I'm interested in this role um, that you have of like research analyst and some of the tasks I would expect to be doing are like building expert lists, doing market research and, you know, like proprietary sourcing or whatever. And these are my past experiences, which have helped, which like will help me accomplish these things. Like I'm, you know, designed this Excel program or whatever. That's so much more attractive and that will definitely get like your foot in the door at least, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so don't be, uh, yeah, there's a lot of buzzwords <laughs> and stuff like, um, be like generic and, you know, I love teamwork. Yeah. I love the culture. Yeah, exactly. I love the people. I am a leader. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, anyone can send that email. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I was going to say like, and also it just shows that you actually like did a little bit of research yeah. into like the industry or even the company. Right. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I feel like a lot of people also like. <laughs> I think in business, my from what I'm seeing is a lot of people aren't actually um, interested in what they're doing, <laughs> like to put it bluntly. Yeah. And yeah. Um, when you apply to things, it's like, what should I be applying to? And if you apply to like a lot of companies, because I think the mindset is, I just I just want a job, man. Like I I just want money. I want some experience. <laughs> I want to get my foot in the door. 
maybe a lot of people are like, yeah, I have a long-term goal that I want to get to. Um, but specifically right now, it's just get their foot in the door. And a lot of it's just very boring applications. Like, I don't, I don't actually care about this job. I Like, I don't, I couldn't care less about being a introductory process managing, like, secretary or whatever the hell, like, position it is. But that's so apparent because I, I don't know why we've gotten to the point where it's like, as people applying and like as people starting off, we're like, oh, I'll trick these people. I'll say I'm a good leader and communicator and I have all these skills and stuff and I'll talk in business voice when I send emails. But it's like people who are at that level, maybe I'm completely wrong on this, but the way I see it, people who are at that level to be hiring people and hiring you, they have to do the same shit. They they know they can see through yeah. your like your writing and everything. So I think at least from what I've seen, people who if you're actually interested in it, if you're actually passionate about it, and you can say that, like, yeah, I've researched this, yeah, I actually want to do this, yeah, I'm you know, involved in this, people are like, Oh, that's a lot better than um a great communicator or yeah, just exactly. like random people who have a general skill set. Yeah, that's just my take on it. No, I, I totally agree. Um, and yeah, you have to remember, these are like real people reading your yeah. emails, right? They're not like, <laughs> it's not like a robot going through looking for like keywords. Like, huh? oh, some of them are men- actually, yeah, some of them are do, like, like yeah, for, okay, fair. for big companies. But like, that. I feel like even if it like is robots screening you or whatever, right? that email is still going to be read by someone eventually. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And as a human, you're not going through, you're like, oh, he said he's a great communicator three times in this email. I'm going to hire this guy. <laughs> like you're looking for personality and you're looking to see that the person knows what they're getting into. And you're also looking to see that they're qualified, right? Yeah. I remember seeing this tech talk <laughs> about like some guy applying for a job and then the the guy was like so so you're like a leader it's like yeah and like you have proficiency in excel and word and like yeah i do oh my gosh you're like gonna get hired right like that's what they expect (laughs) that's not how it works yeah i saw that one (laughs) like you work well in fast-paced environments oh my gosh but getting the ceo of the company like chill bro that's that's not how it works (laughs) i'm applying for ceo Okay, I guess the next question. Uh, so, I'm gonna just say it out like how it's written. <laughs> just hope for the best. Go for it. All right. So Shoot. now, let's say I'm a little bitch. So, what do you? What would you tell me if I'm a little bitch who doesn't want to invest because oh, it's uncertain. Wait, but like, do you have money? Or no, say like I have. I have five k in the bank. I have five k. But in I the don't bank. lose it. I've I've worked hard to make this money. Yeah. I don't want to lose it. The stock market's so scary. It's so yucky. What are you telling me after you smack me across the head and beat the shit out of me <laughs> with that 800 page book? Just yeah. <laughs> with Thomas Piketty's book. No, um, you know, like I would say, first of all, like I think that if you ask that question to a whole bunch of financial ad- like advisors or people who have their own agenda, they'll say like, mm-hmm. oh, like, you know, toss it into the stock or toss it into the stock market. Don't worry. You're not going to lose money over the long term. Like, you know, it's produced 10% gains, yada, yada, yada. But I think that the most important thing is to recognize what your goals are and what your timeline is, right? Like someone who has 5k, who is, who needs that for like their tuition in the next semester, I would definitely not recommend you take that and like put it into the stock market. You put it in Bitcoin. (laughs) Exactly. The better alternative. (laughs) Come on. Clearly. I thought, I thought we were holding stuff in Bitcoin. What is this? This is $5,000 cash. The moon. Uh, No, but yeah. Versus someone who's like, they, have stability and they don't really have upcoming expenses Mm -hmm. and they don't need the money for the next like 10 years or whatever. Um, but they're just not investing because they 
like think that the market is uncertain for like to those people, that second group of people, I would definitely encourage them to like do a little bit of research into the historical returns of the stock market and just like think about their alternatives yeah. and think about like inflation and how that's taking away like 3% of your money every single year. Mm-hmm. Right. Versus the stock market. Yeah. Maybe you'll lose money like in the next year or two years or three years, but historically like no bull market has last or sorry, bear market has lasted more than like three years or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like stuff will start to rise again. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, it depends on what your timeline is, yeah. right? If you need the money tomorrow, don't put it like keep it in cash or bitcoin yeah. whatever the better, um, the better currency of yeah. course uh, but if you yeah if you like genuinely don't have anything to do with that money and you can you want to grow for the long run yeah like put it in index funds and stuff and leave it there just don't look at it I feel so- or be like and check it exactly. Every day. Whatever. I feel so insensitive though, because I was like, let's say I'm a little bitch, and this guy's like, well, I, I actually got to think about the timeline, and the- <laughs> I'm like, okay, so I'm so I'm just a bitch calling people bitches. <laughs> Saying uh, a little bitch is a uh, comedic way to express to make fun of the alpha investing mindset of people who believe um that you can just throw all your money into f- i don't know how to give a like nice disclaimer for this <laughs> disclaimer you're, you're no. Making... <laughs> no one here you almost had it Saba. right there yes. you know um <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll edit one in right now we'll just have a moment of silence and i'll i'll think of something later but yeah no, no one's a bitch um, we love you all no Thank in you. reality you you shouldn't be that very uh chad investor and uh clown people for caring about the actual risk that's associated naturally with investing that is what we should say on that topic um now that we've brought it up the topic of the hour the topic of the week the topic of the year what do you think about bitcoin and ethereum and any other cryptos dogecoin i think this would be an apt time to put across the screen or (laughs) Yeah, this is just financial. (laughs) This is not financial advice. Please, we're just—it's three boys having a chat. Yeah, exactly. Um, my personal thoughts on Bitcoin, like they might be controversial, but it's that it like might go to zero, right? Mm -hmm. Ethereum, yeah, it's like self-destruct or something like that. I read about it. Yeah, there's like a chance that it might go to zero, but also. It's like a decentralized currency, which means that the like basically it just means that the government can't mess with it. Yeah. So like in 2008, after the banks all went bankrupt because they were like screwing around with money, the government was like, just have some more. Like we'll, we'll bail you yeah. out. Like here, take some money. And when you do that, like you hurt the people who have fixed incomes who aren't going to be protected against inflation, right? Like you're injecting more money into the system. And obviously there's like uh, all this stuff about like money velocity or whatever. But generally speaking, when you pump more money into the system, there's going to be more inflation, right? And so that's like not in your control. You can't control whether the Fed, whether, you know, the government pumps out trillions of dollars into the economy, which they're doing right now um, for better or for worse. But Bitcoin is more like the it's decentralized, so the government can't touch it. It can't like mess with it, right? So at least in that respect, it's a good store of value, similar to gold, like quote unquote, which I'm sure everyone has heard. Yeah. Um, so a couple months back, I want to say uh, like six months ago or whenever, I just took like a little bit of my money and I put it into Bitcoin and. I, my, my thought was like, it'll either go to zero and I'll lose all my money, but it's fine because this is literally like money that I'm okay with losing, right? Yeah. Or it could go like extremely high, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I think so many investors have said this, but it's all about making, if you are to be picking individual stocks, it's about making like lopsided, like asymmetrical bets where the amount that you could lose is just absolutely overshadowed by the amount that you could potentially gain, mm-hmm. right? 
Um, so I kind of viewed Bitcoin as this lopsided bet. Like I didn't need any of my the money that I was screwing around with. Yeah. Right. I'm not going to take all of my money and put it into Bitcoin. But I just took money, which I was okay with losing, and I, I put it into Bitcoin, and it's grown to like something like thirty percent of my portfolio or something Jeez. since then. Jeez. So, yeah. Oh, you don't. Yeah. But again, like I'm not adding more money or anything. Yeah. It's just it's just there. Growth of it. Oh, you don't put your student yeah. loans onto Bitcoin? Oh, okay. This is good. <laughs> this is so funny, but. Oh gosh, I hope he's not listening right now. If you're listening, I'm so sorry for calling you out. But oh like, no, he's calling you out by name. <laughs> we'll bleep this out. We'll put a little. <laughs> no, but um, so have you heard about SPACs? Mm. No. No. SPACs, they're like SPACs. They're like this investment vehicle. And um, here, let me Google the definition. It's special purpose acquisition company. And it's okay. like this investment vehicle for like IPOs and stuff. Yeah. And supposedly they can't go below $10. Like no SPAC can go below $10, right? Okay. Okay. And it's like all the hype right now in the invest. I don't even want to say investing world. I guess like retail investing world, right? Huh. Okay. And- <laughs> He's trying to get into it too. <laughs> yeah. Let's <laughs> say a little more. Uh, hmm, what do you, you, you got me interested. <laughs> Specs, you, you have my attention. Specs. <laughs> That's all you need to say. Oh, no, but there's the there's like another intern at um, our company. Yeah. Or bleep whatever. You bleep that name out. I'm but... just gonna keep saying it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll just be consecutive beeps. But yeah, there's this other intern, and we've always known that he's like super interested in specs and has like, you know money invested into SPACs, but we never knew how much or like in what capacity, right? Oh no. So we were just like all sitting around the entire company, the partners, the VP associates, and you know, us were sitting around and we just start talking about this. And he's like asking us about SPAC options. And we're like, you know, like, okay, sure. But like, why? And he was like, oh yeah, I have like a whole bunch of SPAC options that I'm like, <laughs> right because yeah, first of all option and then and then he goes on and we're like wait how are you trading this and he's like oh i have a margin account oh no <laughs> oh no <laughs> and then we're like almost losing it right um but then we're like how are you getting this money like are you like a belarusian prince or something like how, how are you getting this yeah. money to trade and he's like Oh, it's just my student loans. No, 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 no way. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> student loans. Yeah, we definitely bleeping his name because I, I don't want. Bro, oh, oh my God! What was the thing Jonathan was telling us? We we're sitting oh, on like, call with our um, our editor. Yeah, our editor. I hate saying like, but our boy, literally, our boy. He's our fucking yeah. boy, Jonathan, and um. We were talking about Bitcoin and stuff, and God, what was his pitch? He's like, oh, all right, guys, listen, you know, I know we're on the podcast together, but uh, you guys probably have some money saved up. Um, send it over to me in a little bit. What we're going to do, he was joking, obviously, <laughs> yeah. but um, what we're going to do is um, we're going to code a bot. It's a two-step process. One, we're going to code a bot that reacts and notify and automatically invests our money into the stocks as elon musk tweets about them the second that he sends a tweet about it it invests in it and then we we withdraw it within the day because obviously that's the time frame that it's going to be successful we take that money out and then what we're going to do is we're going to invest it all in Bitcoin or Dogecoin. I think he said. <laughs> yeah, he said Dogecoin. We're going to invest it all in Dogecoin. And then later on, we're going to take out loans. And also, <laughs> no, no, that was the first step. We're going to take out loans. And with those loans, we invest in Elon Musk tweets. And then from those earnings, we invest in Dogecoin. And then we're <laughs> rich. What do you think yeah. about that, Jeff? You, you want to invest? <laughs> is it foolproof? Because I already put all my student loans in it. So I don't know. Yeah, like sounds like a pretty foolproof strategy to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pat. Boys, we ain't good tonight. Yeah. Bro. 
Okay. No, honestly, like real advice though, like don't take out loans to invest. <laughs> yeah. You know? If you're listening and you're thinking about taking out loans and going on margin and going all in on options, um, don't do that. <laughs> like general rule of thumb is, that I like to sort of keep myself accountable to is to only invest what I'm absolutely okay with losing. Like I, that I money that I don't need right now, you know, that's kind of how mm. I invest. Man, that's a good rule of thumb yeah. to have. You know, on top sense. of that, I guess, man, I think Jeff got our script beforehand. He's segueing us um, on that advice for investing with margins. What general advice, like as a last bit of, like the last few tidbits do you have for uh, students like who are maybe just already invested a little bit or are looking to get into it? What do you have to say to them besides the plethora of info that's already on the blog? Yeah, that's a great question. I would say definitely like start early. Um, and what that means is obviously don't take out student loans to start early, but like if you have excess cash sitting around, you know, start investing it because if you look at any compound growth chart, it's insane. It's like, I don't know, a dollar today is a hundred in like 30 years or whatever. It's just like a crazy growth like it's exponential growth so start early if you can and then the second piece of advice would be like you're young so or like we are young so we're going to experience downturns in the stock market in any market right there's it's gonna happen um so when it does like the worst thing you can do is sell yeah. um because you're selling you're buying high and selling low right so I would say if you follow just like the general advice of only investing what you're okay with losing, you'll be psychologically okay if there's a downturn because then you won't need the money or the dividends or whatever. So then you can just like load up and put more in while it's Low. while the stock market is bottoming out or any market, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, uh, start early and like keep your shit together when the mark when the market downturn happens, which it will eventually. Mm -hmm. hmm. Yeah, going into like um, what, when was it? Like sometime in the last month, right? Bitcoin dipped down after the initial hype. I I'm mentioning this in way too many episodes, bro. Like I, I, I <laughs> joked about the stereotype. I'm just becoming it. But <laughs> repeat jokes. <laughs> I'm going to make a vow to not talk about Bitcoin for two months. Cat. Straight. <laughs> I'm never going to mention it. Not even to you in private. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I think it's it's nice advice, but you definitely do get antsy. And I can see why people do it. Like when it, it when it starts dipping, you're like, oh, no. Hmm. Oh, no. <laughs> you just kinda... yeah, That's not a nice thing. <laughs> so, but I, um, because I am an alpha, you know. I continued to buy the dip. Clearly. Clearly. But <laughs> I'm not going to, we're not including this in the final cut. I don't want to look like a dickhead. <laughs> no, I'm like, I'm joking around. But like, the point is, it's definitely scary when it starts to go down. Like, I can understand it. But then I think back to all the late night readings of the financial pupil that I did. And I, I have confidence in my heart. The financial pupil has taught you well, King. Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Like, it's definitely scary for anyone um, when the market starts to go down. And I think that's just what, like, separates amazing investors from, Seba. like, just average investors. Fuck you. From, from <laughs> Seba. <laughs> um, it's just, like, their ability to keep their cool. I think it was Napoleon who, Bonaparte, who said something like, the genius isn't the guy who can do like way better than average. It's the guy who can do like the normal thing and the right thing when everyone else is losing their shit. That like definitely not said like, yeah. word for word, <laughs> but that's the general like gist of what he was saying. And I think that's so true for investing. It's like when everyone else is panicking and selling, like, what are you doing? And that is what will set you apart. 
thing. That's well bars. That's bars. Yeah. I think that's an ending note. Yeah, that's the ending Honestly, note. I don't right think there. we can go up from here. <laughs> yeah, that's the highest point of the podcast. <laughs> Matt quoted Napoleon. God Bro, damn. He quote, that's the first quote we have in Napoleon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Or any major historical figure. Yeah, for, yeah, literally. Damn. Let's go. And with that, yeah, with that beautiful poetic note, uh, thank you, Jeff, for being a part of the podcast. And to everyone listening, have a good night, day, and go check out the financial people. And go look at his TikTok and blog. Yes. Are you doing and it? And his Instagram. We're waiting. Are you doing it right now? We're waiting. Yes. Are you doing it right now? Does, it, does this make it louder? <laughs> yes, it does. Are you doing it right now?